Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. The annual Purple Parade concert in the ninth edition is coming back to Singapore. If you are not familiar with it, uh, you've been sleeping for the past nine years uh, on, on this day. Uh, the Purple Parade is a, is a national platform to promote awareness and to celebrate people that are with disabilities, different physical, mental challenges, and uh, it really is an a fantastic opportunity for, for folks to get out there and show their talents in a way that uh, that highlights what the great the great potential that people have no matter where they find themselves in their lives. We're very happy to have two uh, amazing guests with us to talk about today's Purple Parade on with us uh, the Speaker of Parliament, Member of Parliament for Marine Parade GRC, Tan Chuan Jin, uh, who is a longtime supporter of the Purple Parade, and also Sharon Liu, the founder of Dan Spectrum International, and, and they uh, and her team of dancers at DSI support working with children with special needs. Wonderful. And they have been working particularly uh, with kids diagnosed with autism since 2004, and this is uh, nearly their fourth year of being involved in the Purple Parade. So good morning. Welcome to both of you on this Purple Parade Day on Money FM. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having us. Hi, good morning. Great to have you. And hey, let's go ladies first. Uh, Sharon, are your dancers ready for today? What are they going to be doing? Um, well, they'll be performing again um, today with uh, a boy. Um, this year we've, we've gone into, apart from working with kids with autism, by working with a boy who's wheelchair uh, bound. Mm-hmm. So it's an, a new and exciting piece. And in fact, we've just come off rehearsing wonderful wonderful and just to remind people they can log on for this concert 3 p.m we'll give you the details later and we'll post them in our facebook live feed mr tan chuan jin long time supporter of the purple parade maybe just give us an overview of what the purple parade means to you and why it's important to singapore well i guess the the main purpose of the purple parade is really to support inclusion uh, celebrate abilities and to raise awareness and I guess sometimes having a parade, a celebration, or an event of some sort, and with all the activities, of course, pre-COVID, you have a lot of the physical activities itself, which draws in a lot of people. People are intrigued, hey, what's happening? What is this purple parade all about? Um, I think whatever it takes, if it helps uh, folks to, I guess, tune in, uh, to find out a little bit more about what it is about, what the causes are, and how folks with different abilities are able to participate and contribute. I think that really goes a long way in creating a more inclusive society. Uh, and that's really the whole, whole point. I think, you know, we sometimes look at folks with autism and if we don't understand, why is that person shouting? Why is there a meltdown? Mm-hmm. But it's not just that from a negative perspective. There are many things that they're also able to do. And I guess it's about celebrating that. And I guess that's what Purple Parade has evolved to be. And, and long may it remain so. Yeah, Speaker Tan, I've noticed in in my years here with my family, we've been here 18 years, and there there mm. is a, a higher level of acceptance of pe- anybody with a physical challenge or a mental challenge as you're out and about on the weekends or during the week. Of course, our our, um, our sidewalks are, you know, are very easy for people to accommodate in wheelchairs and, and the blind uh, bumps, etc. What, what have you noticed as a member of government, and when you have these conversations in internally in government what is the what is the uh, the mood or the tone about mainstreaming and getting people with special needs streamlined into singaporean society i, I think it's really important i think so uh, advocates like uh, denise who started off uh, the purple parade and many others 
whom we regularly engage, uh, whether through the enabling master plan. It's really important to get the feedback. It's it's important because, um, one, I think you need to, from a government's perspective, there are things that the government has to do, from a policy-wise, uh, for example, what LTA does, as you've described, uh, on the roads to ease mobility and so on. Uh, so all these things have a very big impact. It may not seem so apparent. Um, a couple of years ago, I was just, uh, working with one of the association and I was in a wheelchair moving around. You think it's quite straightforward. Uh, but, you know, it, when, the, when this, uh, the, the ground is not completely even, it actually makes it a lot more difficult mm. uh, when individuals, even simple things. I mean, one of the things I realized from my own takeaway that particular morning when we were wheeling ourselves around was that people who don't clear the dog pool mm. on the road. Right. I mean, the, and then when your, your wheelchair goes over it, I mean, it's, you know, little things like that, which we, I guess, when you're able-bodied, you take for granted. Yeah. But working with those who are dealing with the issues or I guess participating in some of these activities, well, it will never be the same, but it does raise that consciousness for you. Uh, so I think, and it has changed because I think awareness is a lot better. Um, certainly a lot more advocates coming forward. And I guess social media has also made it a lot more, uh, bring a lot of these issues a lot more upfront to so many more people. Mm-hmm. And so that, that corresponding awareness that comes with it uh, therefore, in turn, uh, creates that consciousness to weave it into our policies and the different things that we can do. But it's a whole of whole of society thing, you know. Um, you can do so much from a physical infrastructure standpoint, but societal acceptance. So the good thing is that there's a lot more awareness. But I think we can still do a lot better. You still get, I still get strange calls as an MP about, oh, you know, why the child is behaving like that or that. Mm. But actually, when you're familiar with the issues, you begin to know that well, maybe there is a condition. Mm. Um, but compared to, say, where we were, say, when I first started, say, 10 years ago, um, I think my sense is people are a lot more conscious and therefore, as a result of the understanding, actually a lot more understanding. And that makes a lot of difference for, for parents and families who have children with or uh, adult members with uh, different needs. Uh, it beca- It's so difficult when people give you stares and yeah. don't make you feel welcome. But that understanding and that sort of basic empathy and compassion goes a really long way in enabling us to just go out and try to have as normal life as possible. Well, that brings me nicely to Sharon doing a wonderful job. You mentioned this year you're incorporating uh, wheelchairs into the performance, which is absolutely fantastic. And I wanted to move on from Speaker Tan's point about awareness and the struggles that parents and children face and how you help them with these performances. As Glenn mentioned, you've been doing this now since 2004, working with children with special needs, particularly children diagnosed with autism. Absolutely fantastic. What are some of the struggles that you see with parents and children and how you help to overcome them through your performances? I think most of the time is, um, you know, accepting them for who they are. And I think the kids, the minute you show them love and they know it's genuine love, um, that's a great start point. Um, And building that trust helps the kids also understand where you're coming from. I mean, they are actually the best teachers um, by, you know, enabling us to understand their needs. Um, It really helps us to move forward. And then the meltdowns also become a lot less. And once the kids trust the teachers, uh, parents normally would also be able to um, come come to terms that there are structures 
that uh, kids with disability also need to um, be able to follow um, when you're giving a, a teaching a physical class, there are certain instructions, the yes and no's um, become very clear. So um, the, the structure must always be there and we try to keep it quite consistent so that the kids understand that th there's a time where, you know, it's rest time. It's time where we must also push the boundaries sometimes, um, but with empathy, sympathy, uh, and lots of encouragement. So mm. um, the kids that come to us um, normally, we after maybe a term or two terms, uh, uh, over three months, we don't see any form of meltdown. And I think, you know, dance or theatre really helps the kids um, understand who they are as well. And they don't need a voice because they can do it through movement. Yeah, wonderful. We're talking with Sharon Liu, the founder of Dance Spectrum International and the Speaker of the Singapore Parliament, Tan Chuan Jin, also, of course, Member of Parliament for Marine Parade GRC, both uh, a huge supporters of the Purple Parade, which is happening today at 3 p.m., the annual event uh, that celebrates and promotes awareness with people who have uh, physical and mental uh, disabilities, mental challenges. And Sharon, just again to you briefly, uh, you've been involved in this now for uh, for nearly four years. I've senior performances over the years, uh, which have been just amazing to me. And, and the thing that's really struck me is when you see these kids perform, you don't you don't see any disability whatsoever. They are performing at, at very high levels. Uh, obviously, today you've got a young man who has spina bifida and he's going to be in a wheelchair. But generally speaking, you see the confidence come out in these kids. What, what do your kids say to you about participating in events like the Purple Parade? How does, how does that make them feel? What does that do for their self-confidence? Okay, we've been doing this right from the very start. So we've been doing this for nine years. Um, when we, well, we do a lot of simulation initially. And um, the other boy with autism today, um, he's now an avid performer. But in the initial stages, you know, we, we do simulate what's going to happen, even to the fact when uh, now we're in COVID, so it's not so frightening mm. because of the noise levels. Mm. So we simulate and we show them um what, what's going to happen? There's going to be loud noises, music. And so by simulating and by giving them the confidence in class and enabling them um, with assurance, I think it's always assurance um, that we can do it because we've worked hard, we've done our best and always, you know, putting... Uh, well, giving them the opportunity to say, uh, to self-belief. And that's where the, mm. the confidence comes in. And because I think when you, when you have a structure and you, we take baby steps um, each time, assuring them, okay, maybe today you haven't achieved 
um, five things, but you've achieved three things. That's great because we will, you know, dance is progressive. We mm. will, it's a continuity. So even if you don't get it today, it's fine. We still have the next lesson. So it's always giving that confidence, you know, and, and doing it out of love. Yeah. I really believe that that's where most of our kids come through brilliantly mm. and they are actually very confident in fact sometimes i think they're overly confident which is, which is great, which is great because, right sure yeah, great. especially now we're seeing the boys uh all girls leaving school and you know being able to carry themselves well in the marketplace hmm. so the boy you see today called olive he's now working full-time at the Enabling Village at the Professor Braun Cafe. So that's put him in good standing uh, from a child who hardly spoke hmm. to be able to be confident. Um, nice. And yeah. That's so, wonderful. So, that's wonderful. And yeah. this is the sort of thing that Speaker Tan, you do not only through Purple Parade, but for your many charitable organizations, helping those who maybe are slightly marginalized or overlooked, or as you mentioned earlier, sometimes misunderstood, not understood correctly about what their needs are, why they're behaving a certain way and so on. I mean, moving forward, apart from the wonderful Purple Parade, what would you like to see Singaporeans or Singapore society do more of to accommodate, to make us a truly more inclusive society? Well, I guess even if I just build on a little bit more on what was shared earlier, I think even for Purple Parade, um, we talk about, because autism really there's a spectrum. Mm. I just recently, just um, two days ago, visited St. Andrew's Autism Centre. So um, they work with adults with autism and those who perhaps have more serious um, conditions, not able to, not work able necessarily, and the burdens on the families is really quite acute uh, for caregivers and so you will have you, you know even in this same space the seemingly less than i won't say positive stories but mm. you know where you don't necessarily see some of them being able to perform because of the conditions the sound um, different abilities where they need to be cared for um and I guess it's having the deeper understanding because there will be some parts of it that seems more overtly uplifting. Maybe other parts of it where there'll be others who really just need almost lifelong care. Yeah. And how do you then support the caregivers and the families? Yeah. Um, so I guess really if you ask me, I mean, whether on the issue of autism or mental health or those who are disadvantaged in various ways, um, I guess it's to be involved. I think for a start, it's just being aware, to read up. I know it's so easy to virtual signal nowadays mm. on social media. You read something and then you start going on. But then you, then, you know, often sometimes I'll ask in dialogues and, oh, you know, so-and-so, you guys are really passionate about this issue, obviously from the dialogues. Um, how many of you are actually involved and in putting in time? And, and actually, precious few are because it's not always very easy. But it's not difficult um, to be involved. I think the truth is there's a lot. I think, I think deep down inside all of us, we want to be able to do some good. Yeah. But there's a lot of inertia because we're busy, you know, we're not sure whether we're able to commit, whether we are trained with expertise. But I guess just taking that step forward, firstly, to learn, to read up more, to understand what the issues are, who is doing what. And, and it's not always very easy. You know, it's easy to comment on why did you do it like this? Couldn't you all do this and that? You know, sometimes I talk to my volunteers and it's quite frustrating because they've been putting in heart and soul and time doing this. And then they're 
And I post usually to recognize the work, encourage others to be involved, and then you get people commenting and judging them and yeah, well, right. you should do this, you should do that. Well, okay, I guess it's heavy. They're actually, right they're actually the ones in. out there doing the work though, right? Getting it done. Yeah, and, uh, and, and yeah. it is complex yeah. and it's not always so straightforward and it's always easy to, oh, you know, government hasn't done this. Well, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on uh, that unfortunately our officers are busy doing their work and I wish they could tell more stories too. Mm. So I guess for a start, being aware and secondly, if we can get involved, it really helps, especially those who are able to commit on a regular basis and I'm looking at corporates because if you're able mm. to commit uh, on on a regular basis because a volunteer organization is not easy but if you can commit your staff to do this, that and you know X number of folks actually you help uh, the social service agencies to begin to structure programs mm. uh, on a regular basis because there's a sureness of people coming forward you actually help to create more capacity and ability. Yeah. Speaker Tan, we got we have a couple of questions for you and I think the most important one, I'll give them both to you, is are you going to be dancing today in the Purple Parade? That's coming from our uh, Facebook Live well, listeners well, no Stanley C. create a draw and attention <laughs> so that will actually probably not do it. So no. and, and then also, you know, you're all over town, you know, with you're heavily involved with Singapore sports and volunteering in so many of these organizations. So our, our, our listener, Stanley C., was wondering, do you have enough time uh, to have quality time with your family and to do to do all the things uh, in addition to supporting all the the great volunteer works that you are? Yeah, I guess time is always a challenge yeah. um, because you get community work. So I'm bringing off to Ubi shortly. Um, so it's... Um, so a range of different things on the giving side, certainly more um, uh, teaching at the university, lecture, having lectures and stuff. Uh, so that's something that we're uh, looking at as well. Um, I guess time for family and and things like that. I, I would I guess approach really is not to take it from a perspective of leftover time. Oh, where can I slot it in? But work that into your schedule in a sense. Mm. Is that there'll be Saturdays where I'm I'm at home. Because then my secretary would tell those who are trying to organize activities that he's busy because he's at home. Yeah. And you have to do that because otherwise this time gets squeezed out completely. Yeah. Yeah. So you just need to be very conscious and say, look, at least once a week, a couple of times, and come back for dinner, etc., and block those time off. But there will be occasions where, unfortunately, those are quite important activities and you need to be there. But I think when you work it in, rather than, okay, fill up your schedule and see what time do you have left. Uh, so I guess something I learned from a friend many years ago is actually not to give your family the leftover time. Mm-hmm. Actually, just read yeah. it in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's really important to do yeah. so. People, yeah, people, only, yeah. people only need to see Speaker Town's Facebook page to see yeah. how he puts his money where his mouth is when it comes to giving back yeah, to the community. I, I, I probably only post a a, a small portion because I don't have time to... I know, and I know you're rushing off after this to be involved in a panel on uh, breast cancer awareness, I believe. Yes, yes. So do go to yes. uh, Tan Jin's Facebook page for details on that. Uh, uh, quickly, uh, we had a listener question. Did you really have five Kosong Prata? <laughs> oh, no, no. I think, I, I think HPB will come after me as a result of that. No, actually, that, that day itself, I, I had two kosongs. <laughs> I was happy with two kosongs, you know, but like someone was posting, but, you know, if, if others want to give you five, hey, you know, who's complaining? <laughs> and let's do the last uh, question uh, to, to Sharon Liu. And Sharon, uh, the, the parade's coming up at, at 3 p.m. today. What, what is your hope for uh, this parade and going forward? Just give us a brief kind of what you hope this will accomplish for folks in Singapore who do have physical and mental challenges? Well, I, I, I wish that this will always continue to, you know, show them that there's hope and that people out there, you know, that they can reach out to 
to help them with their daily, you know, needs, and and really for the community to really embrace all these um, persons with disability, and in our daily lives, you know, maybe just every now and then, just do something special for somebody. Yeah, awesome. Can't argue with that. Can't yeah. argue that. 3 p.m. today, the Purple Parade, log on and watch. Excellent. Sharon Liu, the founder of Dance Spectrum International, whose dancers will be participating in the Purple Parade today. And Tan Tuan Jin, the Speaker of Parliament, a, a huge supporter of the green of the Purple Parade and green initiatives and also volunteerism around Singapore. Thanks to both of you for being with us on the show today. We appreciate it. And good luck on the Purple Parade. Thanks very much. All the Thank best, you. Sharon. Thanks. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.